This is the Night Owls Disc Golf Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm JP. And I'm Ben. All right. If I sound super fantastic, I have a new mic. I just want to tell everybody that. <laughs> so with that being said, let's get into it. Door underscore disc underscore golf night underscore owl underscore pod. And then doordisc.com. And that's where you can buy all of your disc golf needs. So the question I have for you two, this is my thought provoking question. Is it going to be a boy or a girl? I find out tomorrow. Ooh. It's going to be a boy. Okay. okay. So uh, I, there's a 50, 50 chance. I'm going to follow this up. I'm going to follow this up using Feeling good on that. I'm going to follow this up with two questions using math and science. Shane, how many okay. siblings do you have? And how, and how many brothers and sisters? Did he decide not to tell us? Did he just dip out? Ben, you there? I'm here. Oh, I, I didn't hear a question. Oh, the question was, uh, how many siblings do you have? How many brothers and sisters? Mm-hmm. I have two. They're both half. I have a brother and a sister. No, I lie. Hold on. I have, I have three. I have two brothers and a sister. Okay, so based on that and based on what I know about Sandy and her family, I'm going boy because it seems like there's okay. a strong male lineage. There is. There is. I mean, there's a lot of males. I don't know if we're that strong, but there's a lot of males. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into it. I got stuff to say about this one. Why do you guys suck? Ben, because he plays with beer too much. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> There's other reasons. Um, yeah, so I'll just say that um, I did end up playing in a tournament a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I it was a very last minute thing again, you know, like everything that happens. Um, like I literally got like one of the last slots in it. And, um, for whatever reason, I just had a couple of times where I just shanked putts, like felt like I had like the yips and it was only happened twice and I figured it out. But after that, I just had no confidence. Like I missed like two eight footers and then every single 10 footer felt after that, like, like 55 feet, like just, Mm -hmm holding my breath so it's just not a great feeling to be in so um tomorrow's like our last night of league and uh down in green bay so like i will be just kind of shutting it down is kind of where i'm at to figure that out it's just not not super not a super fun place to be in and it just feels like because in between the rounds because both of those things happened in the first round and like i didn't really have any misses in the second round um it was just really hard to score because the pins moved and went to the longs and things of this tournament. So I shot a three, I shot a three under first round with the two shanks and the two doubles that I took. Um, so I was really happy with that, but then, yeah, then the second round just got really hard to score. And part of it was just, just that like, I wasn't getting to where I needed to in the putts, but then also every putt felt so far. So it's just like, getting up putts in between the round like helped but it was like still like 
wobbly and it just kind of it was not a fun mental place to be in um sure on tournament day all right jp why do you suck um well i went out to the field the other day and i was just like doing some field work and throwing putters i was feeling really good just like warming up and like everything and then once i got to throwing drivers i was having real wrist problems um like angle control issues where i was trying to throw flat and things were coming out on um anheuser quite a bit and then a lot of nose up issues as well so it was just kind of killing my distance and this all stems from a long time ago when i broke my wrist like i don't have like complete wrist like i've decent wrist movement but not as well as like before they were broken so i can't tilt certain ways and um it's kind of hurting my control like i can probably do some like pt type of things but it's not going to help as much as if i would have done it like earlier on so just trying to correct or correct them as much as i can um we'll see I got a while before I like play anything significant and sure. yeah. yeah, about a month. Yep. So we got time. All right. Well, mine was, it was kind of weird. Um, we went, I played the flex and I played actually below my standard deviation. So the round doesn't count towards my rating, but I started out just on fire. Um, first three holes were great. The fourth hole, I usually aim for a certain tree right in the middle, and it's probably about 150, 160 feet down the fairway. And I squared it up, like perfect throw exactly where I was aiming. And I'm like, oh, man, that sucks. Didn't think anything of it. The next hole, I do the same thing. I aim at a tree down the fairway. And this one's about 200 feet down the fairway, and I squared it again. And I'm like, oh, crap, what's going on? And I started to think, like, got in my head about it. So the next couple holes, I don't have aim points as far as trees go there. I just hit gaps. And then I get to another hole where I'm like, okay, aim at this tree. And the next two holes were that way. Aim at the tree, squared both of them. So it was this really weird thing that I was doing exactly what I wanted to do, but it got in my head that I couldn't play the game how I wanted to play it. So I had to change it. And then all of a sudden I started changing my aiming points and everything went off the rails from there so weird but it just that aiming point that i'm hitting exactly what i'm aiming for and i changed my aiming points and everything went off the rails from there it was just crazy i was like three under on the round going into like the 11th hole or something like that and i ended up five over on the round <laughs> i lost eight strokes in what seven holes six holes like bad bad so it was what it was, you know, and putting wasn't my strongest. I mean, I just played mediocre overall, um, but that was weird. I've never had that where I got in my head because I was hitting the exact lines that I wanted to hit. Usually I'd be like, oh, that's pretty good. At least I'm hitting what I need to hit. But then when I changed my aim points, like I said, just everything went went down the toilet. So that's why I suck. So throw a hanger flippers. What do we buy? You want me to start? I got a time lapse. <laughs> so i did buy a time lapse full price we had 10 of them and all 10 of them were basically between uh team and uh staff is where it went to so no there was one customer got one one customer got one so that was kind of all nine of us kind of all 
got him. And then we had the one left over and it was a gentleman that had contacted us long time ago and he was very persistent. I wouldn't say persistent, consistent with contacting us about getting a time lapse. So he was the one that got one because he was, he was kind. He was, you know, when he was contacting us, he wasn't like, when are you getting, when are you getting? Was it just like, Hey, just a quick reminder. I would love one. If you guys get one, I don't care what color, blah, blah, blah. So we gave him actually first pick. We let him pick the one he wanted. And then from there, um, I guess we got everything. So, and JP got one, but he didn't pick one up because there was a little confusion. So, yeah, that's what I got, and that will be a hanger. I, I won't throw that. I'll just put it up on a wall because I got a pretty black one with a pink rim. It's really nice. <laughs> All right, who's next? Uh, well, I guess Shane outed me that I got a time lapse. <laughs> 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 so yeah, I got one of those, and <clears throat> I'm trying to debate whether I want to throw it or if it's just gonna be a collector because I have some other Simon discs that are just kind of collecting like the sky God three and the Doombird four. And like, there's some other discs of his that I just have. And then, um, I also got a commemorative Simon wave for the D glow mm-hmm. and that I want to throw. Um, it's a little heavier weight in the neutron. So I, I want to test it out and see how it flies. Cause I have a lower, I have one of the special edition, uh, fission. And that's like a real low 150 because they those came out pretty, pretty light. So and flippy. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, yeah, that's that's what I ended up getting. Um, right. I too, I guess, got a time lapse. Uh, no way! But... How did this happen? <laughs> How did we all yeah. score time lapses? This is unbelievable. Uh, helps to know some people, I guess. Got to be in the yeah. uh, in the secret club. Um, but I'm a little mad that, uh, I was unavailable and out of town for a work event and, uh, my casual relief, uh, mates went up there and they didn't at once think to be like, Hey man, like, do you just want to like pay us back for this and bring it to me? (laughs) So, uh, you two guys, if you, when you listen to this, when this comes out, kind of bummed. Thought we were t- tighter than that. Yeah. The amount of discs I've brought back for them from different places, rude. Yeah. I feel like there's a Sonic that was brought back from a place. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and an alien. Yeah. Oh. I, I think Michael said he wanted to throw his, didn't he? I think he wanted to see if it would kick mm-hmm. the... Uh, all, all three of us are throwing out. ours. Yeah. Mostly because... I want to just make people jealous of me on the course because they're not yeah. jealous of me of my play. So I just want them to be jealous of me for, <laughs> for the disc. I, I have just in my pull brain. it out. Yeah. Be Sorry, peasants and broke boys. I got a time lapse. <laughs> I will say, I think this is the most I've paid for a st- well, not stock run, but you know, like a release, like in a store, like obviously I've paid more than that, like secondary market. But this is one of the most expensive discs I've bought, like from a store. Yeah. Well, MSRP forty, but well, it's thirty nine ninety nine. I mean, that's yeah. the lowest that we could sell it for. And I'm seeing them online for upwards of two hundred fifty bucks already. I've seen them for. I saw one for four four hundred dollars on eBay. I wonder if it'll actually sell. <sighs> I think there's people crazy enough for it. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And they're, I mean, they're limited. I mean, you say, let's say on the high end, there's 350 retailers. Yeah. And if it holds true, 
that there was only 10 of them given to each retail or wholesale account, then what, 350 discs? I mean, 3,500 discs? That's a pretty low run. I also saw that um, MVP team members, John Dorn actually posted about it, that team members were not able to get the protos either. Like if they wanted one, they had to go through their own local retailer or be quick on the keyboard as well. Crazy. Well, I think some people too, I saw a guy, he had a video that he posted in like one of the MVP groups. He's like, I have nine uh, time lapses to test out, blah, blah, blah. I was like, nine? But I think people were signing up as dealers just so they could get them and then like scalping them off or whatever, you know, yeah. <laughs> like that's the only way yeah, I, I think, I think about it. Taking advantage of the situation, you know, I mean, because you look it up and you look up disc golf shops or retailers and even with online stores, there's not that many, you know, I mean, and then you see how many people and how many discs and how many people are peddling them at like off their couch, their pictures are like, you can see their dogs sitting in the background and you're like, sure. You're a retailer. Yeah. I can tell, you know, Yeah. but it is, you know, more power to them. Good for them. They're working the system. So, um, all right. Anything else? But the one thing I do have to say about that is the time-lapse is probably the most anticipated drop that I've seen in probably a year to a year and a half as far as hype goes and like how quickly they went out. And I mean, all that, I think the most popular one I saw prior to this was maybe the cloud breaker two was maybe the last one that really just like everybody wanted them. Might even That's been. pretty fair. Yeah. Maybe the tilt, the first tilt that came out, the first tilt. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember we had 20 of them and they went like immediately. I remember that, that I was stalking the door disc site when the first tilt came out. And yeah. and then to your point with the Cloudbreaker 2, I remember I was at my old job and I put my phone on in a meeting when the Cloudbreaker 2 was dropping so I could be like full on in the zone because I was mm-hmm. picking up, trying to pick up Cloudbreaker 2s for like people that weren't as fortunate to be like at a desk job uh, to, to try and grab one. And I remember there was so much hype around that because obviously that was like peak COVID. And then that's when like that was the summer when they when Discmania ran the three mystery boxes. Um, yeah. Yep. And that was like crazy time for for Discmania for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, this this time lapse release really reminded me of that peak dismania like the Cloudbreaker 2 yeah like all that and like the amount of hype that people you had to be online like right away to get it and that's what it, this really felt like and then just see, immediately seeing people flip flip the disc or you know whatever yeah yeah I think seeing that that hype is awesome and I think what they did with it is I said this is what it is this is how many prototypes we're putting out and there is we're not putting any more out and they're going straight to stock run after this. And the stock run is going to follow it pretty quickly from what I understand. Um, but they have to push a lot of um, plastic out there right now. I'm sure they're already mm-hmm. manufacturing them. I mean, they already have hundreds because we'll, I, I mean, we're a small shop and we'll probably still pick up 30 to 40 of them, you know, cause there's so, so much hype out there. And I wonder if they're, I'm hearing that they're super stable compared to like a destroyer. Cause they're supposed to be 
kind of the destroyer ish. Mm -hmm. And Simon says they're surprisingly stable. I guess the protos are pretty P PD two ish from what I understand. Like mm -hmm. they're going to be really overstable. And then the stock runs I heard are a little less stable, but they'll still be stable enough. And then okay. like, it was really great. Well, this whole week was like a Simon week because the 21st, he had his bag drop too. Mm -hmm. And then you could get a, I think, what was a Simon line? Was it a proxy with it? I think it was a proxy. Yeah. 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 So the bag looked kind of cool, but mm -hmm. I'm not in the mood. <laughs> I don't need a bag right now. Grip makes excellent bags and that lifetime guarantee. And yeah. yeah. Shane, Shane, did they give you a date MVP as to when you can start pre-ordering or placing orders for the, the stock run? Uh, they haven't yet. No. Um, I know that they're just saying that it'll be shortly. Um, I'm still waiting for all the Halloween stuff because I know they got behind it because of the time-lapse production. They got behind in the Halloween stuff because I guess they had a really big, um, I guess, uh, demand for the all the Halloween discs that they were coming out with. So they haven't given us a date yet. Yep. Yeah. And the yeah. Crave, like, is it a R2 Crave with the Eclipse Room? That's yeah. going to be pretty well, sweet. Four or three different colors? Four different colors? I forgot. I don't know. I think, there's an, I think there's a full Eclipse proxy as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're going to be pretty cool. It's funny. I don't remember what we ordered, but I know there's a lot of cool stuff coming. So mm. kind of a spoiler for the shop updates, but that's all the stuff that's coming pretty soon. So, all right. I don't know if I have anything else to talk about on the, I mean, the time-lapse drop other than awesome i'm glad i wish they would have given us more but in the same regard maybe the hype wouldn't have been the same so all right uh let's go over our preview so we're just going to talk usw dgc we're going to talk katrina allen and then we're going to talk some player movement speculation so we're going to start getting into our speculation um did we do this last year i know we did the following the, the previous off season but did we make speculations last year and then try to track them I think so. Well, okay. yeah, kind of, because then I joined the podcast shortly after I blew up the internet, the disc golf internet, for a hot second. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Your whole uh, loan, or no, yeah, the Emerson. I don't think we did it quite this week. early. No, no. It's a slow so, news week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's no real big tournaments coming up or anything like that, so we figure, why not? We'll go ahead and start making some speculations on the folks that the contracts are up. And then uh, maybe we're right, maybe we're not. And I won't remember what I say, so this will be good. <laughs> With that being said, let's get into USWDGC. Who wants to take this one? All right, I got it. Okay. <laughs> so USWDGC did happen, and I did. I was able to actually watch it this time. So normally I, I don't watch a lot of it. I just kind of go do clips. But I was able to watch majority of the second round, majority of the third round, and then I wasn't able to watch the fourth round, but I was able to watch the clips of the fourth. Excuse me, fourth round. Wow. Diet Dr. Pepper makes me burp. So with that being said, spoiler alert, three, two, one. Here we go. First place coming in at an 18 under is um, Chris, Kristen Sitar. Jeez, why am I having trouble? And with a blazing hot round, final round of eight under and coming in in second with a negative 15 is own Scoggins. So she was always kind of in the hunt, second or third card. She never really fell too far back.
but I, she was always maybe eight to 10 strokes out of it. And she just lit up today and with an eight under round Hannah Blumroos, I, no one will ever guess that she kind of fell apart. <laughs> it's unlike her. I know. I mean, she was the leader after the first round <laughs> minus six. And the second. Yeah. And the third. <laughs> and she just fell apart today. Um, and put just an even, um, and not a bad round, but definitely not something that's going to keep her in the lead. Um, so she finished at negative 11 and third solo and then tied for fourth. You have Evelina Salonen and Haley, Haley King, and they were both 10 under, um, Evelina actually played fairly solid golf. There were no huge ups or huge downs for her. Um, yeah, there were some holes that kind of ate her a little bit and she did have some of her putting woes the back and forth uh but nothing that was egregious um and then we'll just finish out top ten. so jessica weiss in sixth valerie mandahano seventh and tied for eighth is stacy ronsley and missy gannon and uh lucky lorenson and then um i guess we'll give 10th is holland hanley so with that um have any talk about it I really like the course. I thought it gave some good challenge. It gave some tests as far as shot shaping goes. Did have some open holes, some wooded holes. I thought for a course that's only been in the ground for about two months, I thought it was a great, great course. Um, yeah, there are some things that could have been changed, uh, but I thought it was really competitive. And I think even MPO would would have been challenged on this course. I liked it too. I think you saw some players struggle and then you saw some people really play well. And, you know, there's holes that are scoreable. There's holes that gave people trouble. I forgot what hole specifically, but there's I saw, uh, there's a hole that I think Hannah ended up, she had like a five or a six, but she ended up like it was a big turnover shot and she ended up parking another basket. I forgot what hole it was. But yeah, there's holes that just ate people up. I like to the openness and then the woods. Um, I like the name of the course, the regulator. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny to me, but I just like that they called it the regulator. Um, but I, I Jomez the first part of the first round. I watched part of the first round as well. I Jomez like the back nine because I had to take Dempsey to soccer. And then I watched last night, I watched the two and three. And then this afternoon I caught the back nine of the final round. And at one point I was just checking scores because I was watching the Packer game and Hannah was ahead. And then all of a sudden she felt was like fell down and then Kristen took over and then Owen was charging, which was super exciting. And then Owen was a couple shots back and then she kind of lost it on like hole 11 it's a downhill hole where there's a a log and um she threw her drive and it just skipped over the log which was out of bounds and then they threw it over the then you throw it over the water or maybe it's 13 anyway but this the last the final nine today was fun to watch mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it was very competitive and there was a lot of a lot of change underneath the number one spot um yeah and even you know 
Tatar started out pretty rough. Uh, I think mm-hmm. she was chase card after the first day, or maybe she just made it on to the lead card the first day. She, she was chase card. And yeah. then she kind of moved her way up. Um, there's a lot of people tied first day. It was like negative six and then down to like negative four. It was mm-hmm. through the chase card. And uh, Haley was playing really well. Hannah played really well. Holly Finley made the lead card, which was mm-hmm. kind of crazy. And then she fell apart. Um, <laughs> I so mean, did Rebecca Cox. Yeah, Rebecca, yeah, Rebecca Cox as well. Yeah, and Holly's somebody that likes to play in in the woods. So I thought, mm-hmm. you know, she like the, that's not surprising that she did that well. Um, but and then you know Hannah being ahead, and then her putt just kind of fell apart between yesterday and today is what really kind of did her in which was i mean it is what it is um i, I don't think that's any surprise i think no. that's something that we have said over and over and over again as soon as she finds a good putt i she's going to be near impossible to beat i mean she's a masher she has great control and touch and then, and then she throws it 30 feet left of a 20 foot putt like <laughs> just or right of a 20 foot putt like it's incredible It kind of seemed almost inevitable that this was the outcome was. I shouldn't say that because Hannah did control the round, but um, I think we all would have thought Kristen was going to win anyway. Right, right. Well, and congratulations to her. I mean, something that we haven't even mentioned yet, but that is she. What the triple crown? I mean, there it is. She, she grand slam. Yeah, she hit the grand slam, or hit the, or she got the grand slam. Yeah. <laughs> so. She's one of them all. I mean, so there is technically one more left. Um, no, it's not a major, is it? Throw pink? No, it's an X tier. Okay. And then the tour championship. And no. Kristen's won the last five majors she's entered. She did, you know, have to skip a couple last year because of her injury that she had, the elbow. And then she also won the uh, European championship, which is no small feat in itself either. Yeah. Um, and like you said, she won the Grand Slam. And I think this, you know, this is the first time that somebody's won four in a year before. Because I think Valerie won three when there's three managers. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that's wicked. That's just awesome. Unfortunately, I Kristen's ratings weren't that high. Because <laughs> we were t- talking, they were talking about her reaching a thousand. Yeah. And she did not, she had a round of 1018, but everything else was in like the 10 or yeah, 990s. So, well, her first round was like 960, and then it was like 990, 990, or it was like 980 something, 990 something, Mm -hmm. and then 1016 or whatever, 1018. So, yeah. I mean, there's there's a possibility there, but uh, it wasn't averaged over a thousand. So we'll see. I bet you she might tumble back a couple points. But it all depends on what's dropping off the back end. Yeah. So I haven't done the research to figure that out. So, all right, Ben, anything to say about it? Or because I know you said you didn't watch much. So, yeah, um, I don't really have anything insightful other than, or to really bring to the table other than what you guys said. Just obviously, congrats to Kristen for continuing her charge in, in disc golf history. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, Katrina oh, I was just going to add something real oh, quick, if that's cool. Oh, and then uh, just notable, Jen Allen won FP40, and Des Redding won FP50. Oh, great. And uh, I didn't really recognize any of the names in some of the older 
Crow divisions, mm-hmm. <laughs> age protected divisions. But yeah, those two names just stood out that they won. Yeah. Well, and Jen Allen just graced the cover of the PDJ magazine. So, oh, that too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she's got it going on this month. All right. Let's get into Katrina Allen. So um, I'll introduce it just because I was, I read it while I was using the restroom. And <laughs> same. <laughs> I did that this afternoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she put up a post that essentially says since um, the preserve, when they did the stand for um, biological females playing an FPO, um, she said she has basically not liked herself since. Um, and she alludes to it basically being from hate people kind of, you know, calling her out on what she did. Um, that obviously believe differently. Um, and she says she has become bitter and angry and kept away from people, didn't want to talk to people, being very judgmental. Um, and she's in a really tough mind and headspace. And um, she basically said, I apologize. I'm going to get myself right. And this is the start of it. Uh, Clip Notes version. So um, what do we all have to say about that i mean i don't know if there's really much we can say about that but um other than i'll start just saying that it sucks when you stand up for something that you feel is right and i think this is for both sides and you just get pooped on for it um so i can understand where she's coming from and a lot of times when people haven't seen that type of adversity before um when they don't get called out on something that they believe wholeheartedly it's a very hard thing to deal with. Um, and I'm sure all of us have gone through that in one way, shape or form. Um, when you feel like you're doing something right and noble and then people think you're a dirtbag for it. Um, so I can understand that that can put you in a very depressive mood. Um, it can really bring you down. It can really question who you are, make you question who you are. It can change your complete, you know, mentality and attitude. Um, and I think, in general, that whole situation, I think on both sides, there's a lot of that going on. Um, and some people deal with it better than others. So it seems like she took it pretty hard and that would make sense because we haven't really seen her playing. I mean, we've seen her playing, but we haven't seen her playing to the Katrina Allen, you know, uh, level that we would expect. So, um, she really hasn't even been in the running since that whole event. So, um, that's all I got to say takes a lot to be vulnerable and to put yourself out there like that and you know that i think that that's all really anybody can do is be appreciative of that the fact that that she's just kind of owning her behavior and and owning up to kind of a lot of the things that have happened or just kind of like like she had mentioned the way she was kind of presenting herself um you know so i think regardless of still how you feel on whatever she believes in i mean i think you can applaud her for owning up for for her mistakes and then you know obviously like i said putting yourself out there and and being vulnerable takes a lot to kind of lay it out there um so yeah i guess props to her for that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah unfortunately for her like shane mentioned the um the like the I don't know if it was what you want to call it, demonstration or whatever at the preserve. She's somebody that's pretty vocal and stands up for stuff. So mm-hmm. I could see people pinpointing her um, much more so than maybe some of the other female 
on tour, which is a bummer, but I'm sure there's other women who have also probably gotten messages of encouragement or, you know, um, not or poo poo. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, like Ben said, it takes a lot to own up or be vulnerable and, um, you know, you, she doesn't have, you know, you never have to come out on social media and explain yourself or whatever for whatever, you know, but I think it's kind of a, I don't, I'm not gonna, I don't know if it's a cry for help, but it's just something to like, yeah, like she said, get the weight off her shoulders and hopefully it just leads to her being uh, a little more carefree and getting back to the way she was. And hopefully, like she said, she has, you know, the support of her sponsors. And I'm sure there's lots of other people that she's good friends with around her that will lift her up and hopefully get her back to the level that she's capable of being at. Right. Yeah. And I, I do think it was a cry, not a cry for help, but a cry for compassion and a cry for understanding. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and I, I think essentially she's owning up to what she feels was inappropriate behavior on her behalf. Um, as far as how she treated people post that situation at the preserve. Um, and I think it was primarily her fans is who she was addressing that she kind of went recluse and just decided not to engage. Um, and the individuals that she did engage, she probably just didn't engage the way she wanted to. Um, so I think it's a, like I said, a cry for compassion, a cry for understanding and making sure that people understand that she wasn't who she wanted to be during this time. So like you said, Ben, I mean, vulnerability is a hard, hard thing. And especially to step out there and put it out in the public like that. So, yeah, I'm just thinking, thinking back now at preserve and she didn't sign at all. Like after her round, she submitted scores and then she was on her way to her either wherever she was staying, whether that was on the property or not. So looking back on it now, she I she never once signed and I had followed the lead card every single day for uh, FPO and she went wire to wire in that tournament. So looking back on it now. Yeah. 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 Mental mental moods are hard to <laughs> brush off. I mean. And it's it's interesting because you would have thought that after she did have, you know, this the demonstration with all those other women, that that was the weight that would have been lifted off her shoulders. That that would have been able to get her into that carefree zone. But probably just all the messages afterward just did her oh, in again. Sure so it's, yeah like you said jp it's just, just a lot when you clearly are the one whether she was or not but like from an outsider she clearly to a lot of people was the one that was like the leader of everything so mm -hmm. when like i think most people just assume then that she was like the pr spokesperson for this we'll call it conglomerate of fpo players when in reality as we know all of those ladies were there so it's just a lot of, of weight in general. Right. But right. When, yeah, regardless of how you feel like about the, the stance, you know, it's, it's just a lot of a, a undertaking for one person to, to have to bear. Yeah. Well, and there are repercussions for every action, good or bad. And I don't know if she was completely ready for 
the negative repercussions of standing up for what she believes, you know, and that's unfortunate. It really is. Um, but hopefully she gets back to herself. Cause I mean, just like I've reiterated with a lot of, um, folks, it, she's, the game is better with her in it. And especially with her at a hundred percent. So, um, hopefully she gets back to that point and she can shake this off. So best of luck to her. And, um, I guess our thoughts will be with her, or at least my thoughts will be with her and speedy recovery for her, uh, mental game. So, all right. Want to move on to some more fun stuff? Yeah. Let's do it. All right, Ben laid out for us. You know, you, uh, yeah. Who's moving, who's not. So, um, I guess there's, there's a lot of people that are up. So I think the best of, as far as contracts, let's, we're looking at contracts that are expiring in 2023 and I have the list up. Um, and these are done, like everybody's done at the end of the season. So I think the best way to go about it is just to give, I'll throw out some names. We'll go down the list here and just, mm-hmm. you can either give your, we'll either say staying, going, and then if you think going where you think they're going for, and then we'll just say, and then this to wrap it up. So three questions, staying, going, if going, where are they going? And then if they are staying or going, how long do they resign for or sign a new contract for long-term? And it doesn't have to be super specific. You could just say long-term or one year or whatever. All right. So uh, just starting at the top of the list, Gavin Rathbun. Uh, he is done at the end of this year, and he is with DD. And I'll... Rathbun was brought back from DD. It was a shoulder injury or something like that. So it was a one-year contract that he signed, if I'm remembering rightly. He, yep. he, I think I will go first on this one. I think he's staying, and I think it's going to be the exact same. I think it's just going to be a one-year extension, and that's it. Yeah, I'll second that motion. Yep, I yeah, that's where my head was at too. I think same. Mm-hmm. All right, moving down the list, Paige Shoe signed a one-year deal with Discraft this off season. I think she's gonna stay, and it's gonna be one year again. I think she is going, and I think she's going to go open bag because I think the family is more important. I think that she was, uh, I'm going to second your motion, Shane, because Grady throws an open bag and he plays for team infinite. So I think that she's going to be an infinite signing. Um, mm-hmm. And that then of course, then with that comes, you know, obviously an open bag. Right. Uh, next on the list, Mr. Zach Melton staying yeah forever he's gonna yeah. sign a lifetime contract <laughs> i mean he's the team captain so he's not yeah <laughs> yeah no i see him staying um realistically i would say anywhere between three to five years for a renewal i think that's i think that's fair in terms of length i think it's not going to be a a one year right um JP, anything else on Melton or no, I, he's, he's a DD lifer. <laughs> like I don't see anything happening with him going anywhere. Although I do have to say that I would have thought Oakley was as well. Mm. Mm. Fair, but, um, Madison Walker, 
one of the hot geese is going to be up after this year uh, with MVP. I think she'll stay and probably only a one year. I feel like she's had a decent year with MVP. I think so too. I think with some of those, I hate to to call them this, but some of the, these fringe players, like they're good enough to, to get to stay on the team with your manufacturer, good for the brand, good people, but they're just not good enough to really lock them into something long-term or like mm-hmm. significant capital. Because really, because she's part of the two hot geese, I think that is the reason and the value behind her. Other than that, I don't know if MVP would want to. Because I, I feel like MVP is just skyrocketing to the moon, and I think their desirability for a player is much, much higher now than it ever has been. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go out on a limb and just say no, that she will not be coming back. Um, And I would say that she would probably be picked up because she was Innova prior to, right? Yep. Yeah, I think she'll go back to Innova. Okay. Um, Val Mondejano. One year deal with this craft. She's staying. I think yeah. she's going to sign a multi year deal. I agree. I agree. I, I think it's going to be in the three year range. I don't foresee her, them giving her more than three. I think that she will stay and I think it'll be a one year. I think you're not going to see many long term deals go up anymore except for some of the really like A list players. And I don't know if I would, I think she's right on the cusp of A, B. I think she's, she's not quite too hot geese, you know, but I think she's higher, higher rated than that. But I th- I think if she didn't, wasn't injured this year, mm-hmm. her, um, she would have been a higher priority. Oh, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. I, I think her market value would have been much, much higher if that was the case. But I am thinking because. And this is just speculation, just based on what I'm seeing. Discraft is not the hot commodity it was in 18, 19, 20. And the popularity of Discraft has kind of waned. It's just another disc golf company at this point. I think MVP has kind of taken that that crown at this point. So I would say that because of that, their market share is less. Lone Star and MVP have taken a good share of it that I don't think they have the money to push these long-term deals anymore. So I think they're going to go one year. I think they'll still keep her though. All right. Um, Aaron Gossage is going to be up uh, after a one-year deal with Discraft as well. I think uh, I think he's on the move for me personally, and I think he's going to sign a one-year deal elsewhere. Um, Aaron Gossage, I could see being a top end guy at uh with a trilogy i could see him being like yeah. the face of a yeah. trill of a trilogy mm-hmm. agreed i like that idea um i'm gonna go against you and just say he's staying and i think he will be one of those guys that will attract a two three-year deal even though you just said they're not gonna do <laughs> well that's what i said only for the top tier oh okay 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 yeah. so you, i said you, they're only gonna make those moves for top tier people 
Right, you heard it here first. Shane said Aaron Gossage is a top tier guy, and he's a very good player. And I'm not saying that, but I think the goose like, is right there, man. I think he's up there. I put him in the top twenty. Yeah, I, I think sure. he's a great for player. Sure. I think he's, but I just don't. I mean, he's no Brody Smith, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's hard to be a a dark horse when you're a goose. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben. Um, friend of the friend of the show, Holland Hanley, up at the end of this year with this craft. I think she's deuces, and on the market, not yeah. okay. Well, yeah, elsewhere, right? Yeah. Right. So I think she's out. I think she's leaving, and I think she will be picked up for a longer term deal. I'm going to say Dismania. Ooh. Just pulling that out of thin air. But just my I feelings. do like the disc mania move, but I think she is going she's on the rise and I think Discraft will want to keep her. Mm-hmm. So I think she's gonna sign something longer with Discraft. I think there's I think more she likes value the discraft for her classic. than Mandahano, in my own yeah. opinion. Yeah. I, I think that she will be signing a if, a handful, not a handful, but a few year deal, whether that's two or three with Discraft. I think they're going to extend her. And I think that they're yeah. going to clear cap space with like Paige, with like we had all said, we think Paige Shoes leaving. Um, so I feel like that's where like the money is going to come from when they're building their, their roster to extend um, Holland to a, kind of a longer deal. Okay. Um, next on the list, uh, I'm just kind of looking at like there's some there's some names that are up here. So just um, kind of scrolling through Maria Oliva. Go ahead. He's down there. We're getting there. Okay, we're getting there. All right. There's just yeah. a lot of people. There are a lot of people that signed big deals during COVID that are names or signed one year deals that are important that we do mention um, just because they they're, they're good players. Uh, Maria is interesting because she just signed the deal last year with thought space she's still got something going with uh infinite um i think she just kind of stays put and maybe on another one-year deal just to see how things turn out and then try to move that on to something else same yeah i i i I, yeah, I, I got to say same too. I, I don't know enough about her. I haven't seen her enough. I like, yeah. I don't think she stands out in any way, shape or form to do anything spectacular as far as the moon I mean, goes. Her, her so. big thing this year was she had the wraparound uh, win in November, you know, last. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's had, you know, probably a couple top 10s, top 20s here and there. But yeah, nothing to stand about during the regular season, really. Right, right. I think I can speak for all of us when we'll just say ditto when I say the name Rebecca Cox. <laughs> <laughs> I don't foresee Rebecca Cox leaving Latitude 64. Uh, no, I don't either. Um, we'll skip over. Do you guys just want to skip over all the Lone Star? and We'll just kind of clump them all together and say no one's leaving and they're just signing another deal. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't Nico know that's signed the case. to twenty twenty five, but everybody else has signed a one year deal. I so I think Emerson's was such a knee jerk reaction of going there. 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say. He's the only one that's won anything for them this year. Uh, yeah, but man, they've had some pretty negative press. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just because of the Ranger team and if that really affects him at all or not. But as a player, do you want to stay with a team that has so much value and purpose? And I'm giving the air quotes and we're such a family. And then they have like a 3,000 team street team, like 3,000 person street team. I know it's not that much. But... Only the biggest family ever. I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's hard to it's it's hard to be the redheaded stepchild on the Ranger team and no one knows who you are. And then all of a sudden, like, what do you mean I'm not getting these discs? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But outside of that, I mean, I don't see like Chandler Kramer going anywhere. I don't see. Yeah. No. I mean, for the most part, the, the only question in my mind is Emerson Keith. Um, outside of that, like, who do they have that's really that notable? No one. Yeah. So, um, um, I'd like to see Emerson Keith go somewhere else, but I don't know. I don't have that big of a hard on for, um, Lone Star. Like, they're a eh, company for me. Um, yeah, I think that's all fair. Um, about the Lone Star air quotes family um <laughs> speaking of katrina allen's deal is going to be up after this year her one-year deal with dga um i think she stays and i think she signs a two-year deal um she did have her win in vegas after that i played well in in her events win at preserve so Mm-hmm. no real reason in my opinion for her to really have anywhere yeah i agree yeah. I, don't, <laughs> I don't have anything to say against that um yeah just we'll just kind of skip down to some other bigger names um and then we'll wrap it up with the biggest name of them all mm. uh Haley king is going to be up for this year i think she stays and i think she will be a multi-year extension as well I think she's going to stay, but I think she's going to do another one year. Mm-hmm. I think she does a one year as well, because I feel like with everything that Haley's vibe of, I don't want to call it uncertainty, but she's trying to just be as comfortable as possible. Doesn't really know what the, what the world holds for her. I feel like she just doesn't want to feel locked into anything. So I feel like for the rest of her career, it's not going to be long-term deals. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just looking ahead here, uh, big money, Missy, Missy Gannon up at the end of this year. You go ahead, JP. She is somebody that I think Discraft is going to want to lock up again for longer. I think mm-hmm. she's going to stay at Discraft. Um, she's also a Ledgestone too. player as well. Right, yeah. Well, Paige Shu is as well, and we were talking about her earlier. But I think, yeah, I think that's a good deal for her is just to stay put mm-hmm. um, at Discraft for longer term. Man, but I think she's worth so much. I have yeah. a feeling that she's going to get some pretty decent offers. And because Kona's got one more year. Oh, I, I can find that. No, there. Kona signed through 25. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was gonna say because um, they need to make it. Yeah, if she change. goes back to DD, that would be great for them. Yeah, 
Agreed. Um, and they need to think <laughs> ahead because <laughs> if they extend Kona's deal, <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, tough to sell, tough to say how much plastic she's moving. <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, I I feel like we brought in some escapes and. I bought one because I wanted a Halo Escape because I knew they were a little less stable and I wanted something that was flippy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's the only one we've sold. I bought yeah. one. I was going to say, we've sold more yeah. than that, but... Yeah. Um, All right. Uh, All right. Well, last FPO player, Paige Pierce is up. And then after this, we've got I got two MPO players that we'll discuss, but Paige Pierce signed a four-year deal which comes to a close at the end of this year. She doesn't want to win anymore. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, what if she gets moved off the, um, like the highest tier team and she gets put on like the Yuli train of like legend status. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. She's a hard one. So obviously her value is there the loose cannon that is and how her life changes. No, I, she's there. She stays. And I think she gets a multi-year extension. I think that it's a combination of everything we've said. I think she gets moved to the, like the legends team. And I think that she just ends up signing a, a Yuli deal. Um, mm. And her deal is just structured differently in terms of mm-hmm. everything uh, obviously the things that we don't know about but i feel like at this stage right. she's a a discraft for lifer but wouldn't it be something though if that if she just signed the discraft deal and then she just is never wins a worlds again <laughs> <laughs> well is it a nate like is it a nate doss situation or a uh you know like just lifetime like Johansson, like they're just perpetually discraft. There's no one that'll ever change them. Um, yeah. 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 Who knows? Because I know he, they're, they're structured a bit different than like Macbeth. Cause Macbeth has his own true line of discs. Yuli has responsibilities outside of playing. Um, mm-hmm. Do you see, because I, you hear a lot. You hear Paige say that she is for other people. She wants to help other people. She, you know, you hear her say a lot of this, these things. Um, do you think you see her being pushed into a captain's role? Because right now there is a female captain. Missy, Who is it? yeah, Missy. It's Missy. Missy. Okay. And I think she does more than what Yuli does. I think people want to talk. Or, I don't know. For that's that's kind of what I've heard. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Also, I bro- vaguely remember hearing something like that too. I've, I think it was from Paul Uliberry. Said, "Yeah, he might have even said that." Also, like Missy being a captain at this stage because Yuli's rolling with Brody, and regardless of how you feel about Brody, you know that there are some people that would not be cool, like or they don't f- fit Brody's vibe, and then like Yuli might just get thrown into that guilty by association, but. Mm. Yeah. yeah, very possible. Um, last two on our list, we got two uh, MPO players, and probably the two biggest maybe question marks. Uh, 
The first one being Eagle Win McMahon is up at the end of this year. Um, and I just don't know. So I'm going to turn it over to you guys first as to what you what you think. So here's what I'm hoping. I hope he leaves. I hope he leaves. Um, and for no, no reason. I have nothing against this mania. I just hope he leaves because of the hype. And I hope he goes to MVP. I have a feeling back. with all the money for that they make off Simon discs that they're going to be able to probably do it. I, absolutely. Absolutely. And I would love to see it. I don't know if their bond is that close. Um, and we talk about Casey White, by the way, being up for contract as well. He could potentially be another MVP scoop. <laughs> but um, I would like to see it. Now, here's the realistic portion is that I think Tasmania will do anything they can to keep him. You can't lose two faces of no, the company. No, back to right. Back no. Here. They will, they will no. give Eagle an electric McLaren <laughs> <laughs> and 14 houses before the, yeah. Yeah. no, I, uh, I agree. Shane's just a big chaos guy. So he would love to see chaos in the, in the oh, market. I love that. It would be so great. Um, no, I think that Plus you think of all the disc sales we would have. <laughs> so, yeah. So Simon signed through 2032. I think Eagles going to be signed through 2033. I think that they give him a 10 year deal. Discmania doesn't do numbers. So I think it's just going to be that. And I think that with that, I think that Eagles also going to get some of the things that Simon and, Paul and Rick have got in terms of like the tangibles, like with discs and mm -hmm. different runs of things or, you know, cause like Ricky's gotten different plastic runs for his signature stuff and Simon's designing his own stuff. So I, Paul's got mm -hmm. his stuff. So I think he's going to cash in on some of the, more of those tangible things. And obviously we'll, we won't know yeah. the money. The, you the, the, go ahead. Oh, I was going to ask, does like the new, um, the uh, orbit, or no, not orbit. Halo, no, not Halo. What's the Discmania? Horizon, <laughs> Horizon, <laughs> Horizon. Yeah, I'm I'm a big Discmania fan. I really am. But <laughs> no, uh, do so. Obviously, Discmania came out with those, and they came out with just the regular cloud breakers. Are they still Eagle's signature disc? It is. It is a signature Eagle disc. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's a creator series. Yeah, it's a creator well, I series. Suppose, okay, because before it was. Like it was like his signature, yeah. Like the, on the two and the three, it's definitely said. Yeah, like, the, yeah more, those were DD threes. The more important question is, where's the flight team? What happened to them? Do you remember the big flight team they put out? <laughs> yeah, oh, they're dumb. Oh, right. They're yeah. dumb <laughs> nicknames. We're the worst go? disc golf. Uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, so yes. with with the multi year deal the 10-year deal own line of discs all that fun stuff that all the top guys are getting right and women well actually not really women all the top guys are getting well page page has designed a couple of this the passion and the fierce the fierce and the passion yeah. yeah um with that disc mania doesn't have the ability to do that i mean I they're just still that. on house of discs presses right I mean, they're machines, they're molders. 
they don't have their own. They're pushed right out of House of Discs. So they have the contract with House of Discs to mold their discs. So they're still buying time on machines. Do you really, do you think that they will actually be able to follow through with actually getting Eagle his own line of discs? Yes, because if UC goes to House of Discs and says, hey, if he leaves, no one's going to be buying any of these discs. <laughs> We're going to be sitting on product. So we need to figure it out. <laughs> Potentially, yeah. Potentially. Yeah. I just, I feel like Disc Mania has, to, has a lot of discs in their old lineup that they're going to want to push out. I don't know how much there's left for Eagle to create for his own line of discs if he were to create stuff. It'd be right. pretty hard. Mm -hmm. um, especially, too, with the way Innova has their... Uh, there's, I mean, there's so many people just still throwing old Discmania discs as right. well that, I, I mean, you could slap his name on a bunch of stuff. I mean, he did have the Rainmaker as well, but mm. I feel like it's going to be hard for him to create some things unless he goes for like, you know, something's faster than the Cloudbreaker, like a 13 or 14 speed disc, something that Discmania doesn't have, or it's got to be something kind of like ridiculous. Again, like right. a tilt, right. tilt kind of thing. I mean, you think about it, any of the top level players that are on House of Disc companies, none of them have their own lines. I mean, if there's any FPO player that deserves her own line is Tatar. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have it. Oh, if there's, it's not you know, Kona? And, and not, <laughs> no. And then, <laughs> and then you have um, Waisaki. Which sneaky good year this year, just been kind mm -hmm. of under the radar. I mean, he brought the slammer back. Well, yeah, and he's got the Saki bomb felon or whatever it was, and all still the same disc. Yeah, you know, just yeah. a different plastic. So it's it's weird. The house of discs, they're like, uh, uh, you're not getting your own disc. I mean, well, I guess Emac has his own discs, like, but that's it. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's just a house of disc thing, like, and the Emac. Truth and the Emac Judge were prior but, to but the tilt. The switch. The tilt was designed by the people. To at, Tomas, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, by Tomas, yeah, extra, yeah, yeah. So that's House of Dis. Yeah, so but maybe. that was the tilt. It wasn't, you know, it, it's still not a Simon line disc. It was a Creator series. The same thing with right. the Cloudbreaker. Right, but I'm saying, like, in terms so, of introducing know. new molds, like a new mold into the market, so. Sure. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think there's definitely going to be new molds out there. I guess all you got to do is slap a name on it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, you look at, like, Cast Class, they're going to have new molds because their lineup isn't as vast as some of the other House of Discs mm -hmm. companies. So there's definitely, yeah, new molds for those smaller companies. All right. right. Oh, before we get to the last person, what about Joel Freeman? Is nah. he coming up for a contract? Not until 2024. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Just I was curious. like, thanks, you had to mention him for no reason. <laughs> I didn't bring him up for a reason. Yep. <laughs> All right, my friend. What's the last one? Last one is Gannon Burr. Gannon Burr. Let's see. I don't think there's any chance he's not out, in my humble opinion. Not unless Will Schustrick renounces his ownership and gives it to Gannon. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I think it would take a lot more than that. I really do. I mean, with the lawsuits and all that stuff and just that whole havoc he caused, they caused in the beginning of the season here. Um, I think he's just biding his time. He's throwing what he needs to throw. He's doing what he needs to do. Um, and I think he is going to get a very large contract. Um, and he's going to be standing next to Calvin Heimberg. Oh. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I don't <laughs> So just to be clear, you you think he's going to Innova? I do. Yeah, I do. I, this is the chaos talking again, but I think he's going to Innova. I think there are probably two other companies that he's more likely to go to, but I think Innova would be the biggest mix-up, and I think it would be fantastic, but not out of the realm of possibilities. I think he's following his good buddy, uh, Gavin Babcock, uh, from Iowa over to Discmania because I feel like regardless like i feel like regardless they're going to sign eagle but i still think that they'll have some room to play with given the the um i don't not settlement but we'll call it a transfer fee uh jp in the football world we'll call it the, we'll call it the transfer fee uh someone's gonna have to pay the release clause and then the yeah so i feel yeah. like this media will still have some money to left over to sign gannon to a, a couple year deal and then oh i think so especially when uh eagle goes to mvp <laughs> captain of chaos shane <laughs> you know what even though they had the lawsuit and everything, I feel like a lot of the concerns that he had with Prodigy this year were resolved. They gave him discs when he was winning. You know, he had a couple of commemorative discs. Uh, he had five wins this year. Prodigy had a sneaky good year as far as their the plastic goes. Because um, they all probably bought think... it off of Yuli, all the old stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I do think that... Um, they're going to have to give Isaac more money, you know, and that money's got to come from somewhere. So I think Gannon will probably move and they'll give a lot more money to Isaac or maybe all. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're all still friends. I mean, like Gavin moved and they're all still super close. So yeah, I, I think Shane's right. I think he's going to move and probably sign a very large contract long-term with Franklin to Swartz. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hey, we we always have spots on the roster for him. We offer a very handsome, like you get. What do I? What do we give you guys? <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to check the email again. Yeah. I'll just consult with the team captain. It's not me. Yeah, yeah. a very nice tumbler for sure. Yes, yes. I know. There's a tumbler shirt. <laughs> There's a discount discount code. Man, yes. Gannon, we're here for you. <laughs> you can get right. Gannon, Shane. I, I will speak for Shane. He'll even throw in free lodging if you're in Door County. Absolutely. <sighs> Maybe Absolutely. Ben can hook him up with some Badger State beer once he's 21. <laughs> you see, there you go. I, I can, but we got a long way to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, JP will hook you up with all the lost mail you want. <laughs> everybody else's bills yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can pay them with your huge contract <laughs> yeah you can give them all the freaking property assessments that just came out how about that yeah stupid things all right mm -hmm. first world problems
All right. So that's our speculation. I don't remember a thing that I just said. So um, it was all kind of a blur to me. <laughs> so, so when we get into the real tracking, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll start uh, kind of, I don't know. Should we make bets or something like that? We really should. Oh, and by the way, hold on. JP, we had somebody win our fantasy disc golf league. <laughs> that we, we didn't did. know was a thing. That I, yeah. That's so sorry, crazy. But congratulations. <laughs> yeah. So we will. I We will. So I, I will have a small package put together for you this week, and we will get it sent out. We have your address. We have your shirt size. So you will get a shirt. Um, and then we'll do a little little gift package for you, and then we'll send it out to you. Um, we appreciate you guys, all seven of you that played, because we weren't involved at all, and I kind of feel bad about it. I do too. Like I didn't even realize that it was just something that like moved on. I thought I had to start a new league every year, and he, they he messaged us on um, Instagram. He's like, "Hey, I, I won the league this year. What do I get?" I was like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about and i sure enough seven people signed up even though there's a lot more people last year because i put it out there so yep. maybe i'll put it out there again next year that we're actually yeah, doing a league and why not yeah i think it's a good idea so i think there's are there any of those like mystery boxes that we haven't given away yet no or did we give them all away we've I gotten think we rid of them all away. okay all right, we'll we'll do something cool for you, and I think it'll be even more of a surprise because it was a surprise to us. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you something. I'll get something out in the mail this week. Um, so we appreciate you playing, and we appreciate your dedication and listening to us, and so all that fun stuff. Um, anything else? What were you saying, Ben? Before I interrupted you, I swear you were saying something. No. no. All right. Well, do you want to say something like the random question? Yeah, I have a random question. Um, Let's hear it. What is the one condiment, if you had to pick one condiment that you can only use for the rest of your life and everything, what are you choosing? Hot sauce. Be more specific, please. Oh, I have to like pick a hot sauce? Yeah, pick a hot sauce. Crystal's Louisiana style hot sauce. Okay. With a C, not a K. JP? Uh, Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce. Mm. All right. I, you know, Mad Dog and Merrill's Slap Yo Mama barbecue sauce is so much better. <laughs> I mean, I've had others, that. but that's what I bought. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. All right. All right, Ben. Uh, I'm going Sriracha. Sriracha. Okay, mm. good choice. So, like the sriracha that they're not making currently right now, are they not making it, or is it just like delayed? No. Like it's just like mm. I don't know. Well, they enough. said they were going on hiatus until July. July rolled around. I tried to get back in contact with all of our vendors and suppliers, and none of them carry sriracha anymore. And I went back on the site, and they're they're pushing it out even more because oh. they're having trouble getting peppers from the place that they get peppers from, and they don't want to um, damage their quality. I guess. Guess we'll just have to switch to gochujang. Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff too. There was a while there where like every special we had in the restaurant was something with that on it, <laughs> or that's in it, good or stuff. <laughs> marinated. Or oh, it's so good. All right, sriracha. I like that's a good choice too, man. Like I go through so much of sriracha. So a good supplement, so supplemental sriracha. I'll give us some air quotes. Is the Tabasco sriracha? Ooh, it's actually pretty good. Never. It's heard not of bad before. Yeah, it's just a Tabasco 
branded sriracha and it's it's pretty darn good that's what we use as a supplemental in the restaurant right now nice all right so shop updates you kind of heard them already but we have the time lapses have come and gone uh, and the um waves the deglo commemorative waves we think we have like seven of them left or maybe six i don't remember but we have just a handful left um, from the 20 we had in. Um, and then we do have the stock of the Halloween hexes and everything coming in. We do have a new stock of, this is more kind of beginner friendly stuff. We have a stock coming in of um, DD and Trilogy branded stuff. And then we also have the... Um, a large Innova order coming in. Um, so that's all basically on its way. So we just have to uh, wait that out and you'll see all that stuff coming in. And the Innova stuff is kind of more of the heritage style stuff. Some of the older school molds that they're true, tried, tried and true, true, try. How does that go? <laughs> tried and true. Tried and true. And, tried and, and then we'll uh, do some restocks on vanillas. We'll get some candies in. Um, I haven't ordered those yet, but we will get those in probably within the next couple weeks. So can you get peaches um, too? If there, I don't remember seeing peaches on the site, but if there are, I will. And I'm still cool. waiting for that freaking cherry to come out. Mr. Slick Breeze, what's going on? I know, I know. I'm gonna have to text him about it. So what about um, the sage too? I think that's yeah, a distance. That was the, coming that out. was a distance driver. And I don't remember mm-hmm. what if it fell under the overstable, understable variety, but I, I remember, remember seeing either. it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a couple. And I know they were supposed to drop a few more by the end of the year, but I don't know. Well next time I chat with him, I'll let him I'll ask him. Or next yeah. time you see him online, ask him. <laughs> they so. did drop some um, wild honey shirts. I think Bobby has them on the site. Yes. And they have like a B and they say wild honey on them. Uh-huh. And there were like four a, different ones. There was like. He put out a poll, I think, that was looking was that at one? designs. And one was like a more clean one. And then one was kind of distressed. And I don't remember which one. But they're out on at Cool Daddy Slick Breeze. Disc golfer, cool daddy disc golfer, whatever. Yeah, it's it's they're really awesome. So I suggest going over there. Ben, do you want to tell us about Casual Relief and what we got coming up? We finally got our act together. We have an episode <laughs> coming out. When you are listening to this, if you're listening to this on release day, wait a couple days and then it'll be out. So go back and listen to all the other random things. Um, but yeah, we we got back on it. We got an episode coming out. Um, I can't even say it's monthly a monthly podcast. It's not even a bi-monthly podcast. It's just kind of <laughs> at this point. But I promise you Random. over the – Yes. As we get into the winter, into the off season, I think it'll be more regular. Um, but we are back. We talked about um, the pins moving um, and what we thought about that, as well as just a couple of other um, disc golf things. So not like super news, but – more relevant things that have happened recently. Um, very excited to get that episode released to to everyone. So uh, thanks to Perfect. thanks everybody that has been listening, listening back. So <laughs> we encouraged it. We tried. We tried to get them. So I said you guys were slacking. So 
until then just go back and listen to what we got yeah no but this will be a fun episode so i hope everybody uh likes it awesome awesome all right this is the time what are the inspire no actually here this is what we're going to end on what is your best your mama joke (laughs) are you ready i'll start with mine your mama's so dumb that when she tripped and fell, she had to stop and ask for directions. <laughs> oh, God. I did this with my son the entire ride home from a mountain bike ride, by the way. It was like a 25-minute ride of just saying your mama jokes. I don't know if I have one like in the holster. What? This was like the entire bus ride ever of every bus ride I've ever taken with any school. <laughs> when I was a kid, not when I was an adult. I have to be more responsible. Let's specify that. <laughs> Shane's not just riding the bus for fun with the children. <laughs> like making kids cry in the back of the bus. <laughs> oh, you. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a group called the far side uh-huh. and they have a song called yo mama and it's all about yo mama jokes that's awesome mm-hmm. so do you have a yo mama joke then <laughs> your mama's so fat she uses google earth to take a selfie <laughs> that's a good one i haven't heard that one before oh i can't wait to tell my son <laughs> this is gonna be great. Are you sure you should do that? Because his actual mother is pregnant. <laughs> that is completely fine. Oh. Well, because I I, t- I did the your mom's so fat that her belt size is equator. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say that one too before. <laughs> Excuse me. Come on, Ben. You don't have any. No, I don't. I don't have anything in the holster. I'm not good at on the spot with coming with jokes. More of an observational (laughs) humorist. (laughs) How about your mom's so ugly that when she looks in the mirror, her reflection ducks? (laughs) See, you just got it. You got enough for all of us. (laughs) All right. With that being said, do we want to leave on any inspirational thoughts? Make sure you go follow the Instagram account called Zillow Gone Wild. You will have a field day. That's what I have to do with you. (laughs) Perfect. Zillow gone wild. Zillow gone wild. All right, JP, anything? Um, no, I don't really have anything right now. All right. Keep in mind, when people are at their worst, you never know what's happened. So be patient with them. Be kind to them. And with that being said, deuces in the toilet. Peace out and keep it subpar. (laughs) Did you have more? Rest in peace, lost tuck tuck. Oh, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. By the way, you were mentioned by him. I'll tell you that in a little bit.